You are listening to Spark Reunited, a series of shows celebrating 25 years of broadcasting on this student community radio station. Whether it was Utopia or Spark, the people featured on the station have made it into what it is today. You're listening to Season 1 of Spark Reunited. Everyone interviewed in this season attended the event for Spark's 25th birthday in November of 2022. Our guest for this episode is writer and creative producer working for New Writing North, Bridget Hamilton. Enjoy. Hi. I'm Mariam, and you are listening to a special edition of Aspire Content. My name is Bridget Hamilton. I'm a writer and a creative producer, and I was uh, involved in Spark. Could you tell me what are the ex- experiences that you and skills that you gained from Spark? Yeah, absolutely. So I did my master's in radio here, um, and I just finished a degree in English over at Newcastle. So I really wanted a course that would give me some more like practical skills. Um, definitely found that with the MA. Really, really enjoyed it. Really found that I got a chance to be creative I got a chance to obviously make lots of radio but learn about the background of it the history of it why it's a really important medium um and the sorts of people that that get involved in it as well um so I really really enjoyed it and now feel like it definitely still plays a part in all the things that I do in my job even if that's not strictly radio there's skills like teamwork collaboration uh creativity being experimental and finding you know different ways to tell stories that are still really relevant even if I'm not making radio specifically in in my job it still definitely applies my research that I did about you Bridget (laughs) you decided to be self-employed in 2020 and like I was thinking what are the changes like that your decision brought to your career absolutely so yeah when I first left uh the University of Sunderland I then I did a couple of months of work with BBC Newcastle uh, and then decided at that time that I didn't really want to be self-employed and I went on to do quite a few years of work in different cultural venues in the northeast specifically uh, just before I went self-employed I was at Sage Gateshead which is like a concert venue uh, on the Newcastle Gateshead quayside and then I really was craving a kind of job role or a combination of roles where I could be creative and really use everything that I'd learned at Spark and in my degree and and other professional places. Um, it kind of felt like I didn't just want one job. I wanted all sorts of different things. So kind of just before the pandemic, I, I went self-employed, uh, which was <laughs> little did I know that was not the best decision, but uh, it, it all turned out fine. And now I divide my time up between a few different things. So uh, I make podcasts kind of professionally for for different companies, um, specifically Changing Lives, which is a big charity in the Northeast. Uh, I do small writing and audio commissions. And then I'm one of the programme producers for uh, the New Writing North's Young Writers Programme. So that takes me into schools, working a lot with different young people and... I think now that I'm self-employed, I get the opportunity to use loads of different skills uh, in my work. I'm never, honestly, never doing the same thing every week, which is really awesome uh, and something that I couldn't say when I was in, you know, a full-time salaried job. And it suits me a lot better and it gives me a chance to, yeah, try out all sorts of different stuff. So I'm always on, on my feet, always running around. Um, not free on weekends and evenings and then free at random times you know in the week and or just my timetable is crazy but I really really love it 
since you mentioned that you really like working with young people, especially the young creative minds. So I was wondering, I was really interested to know, like, what's the importance of having young people in the media industry? Yeah, it's so important. I think it's important. It's important for the industry itself because it's crucial to have young people's opinions and their viewpoints put across, especially if you're making content for young people. I think it's really key that young people also play a part in deciding what gets put out there. They're really interested in social issues. They're really politically minded. They care a lot about the climate and they're used to working in lots of different ways. So even like I said, even when I'm not working specifically on a piece of audio or on a podcast, they watch YouTube videos, they listen to podcasts, they like TikTok, they can video edit without anybody having to teach them how to video edit. Um, They have loads of incredible skills that would be such a huge plus in the media industry. But for them as well, like especially with the young people that I work with who are from, you know, the West End of Newcastle and stereotypically maybe wouldn't think that a media job was for them, that maybe it was just for people who already had parents working in the industry or had a certain amount of money to kind of keep them going while they got a job and broke through and things like that. I think it's so important to teach those people that this is a job that they could do as well. And places like Spark, where young people can get involved, um, are really important in helping to do that, I think. Because you mentioned that you worked, uh, you did um, written and audio content for BBC Newcastle, BBC Radio Three, and um, and a lot more like the Metro as well. Yeah. So I was I was I was wondering what is the best content that you've made for, uh, like whether audio or written content. Yeah. Oh, so many. It's so difficult to to choose. During the MA, I really enjoyed the fact that we went to the BBC Radio 3 um, Free Thinking Festival, which was at, at the Sage at the time. Um, so I never, I didn't know at the time that I would end up working there for a number of years, which is really exciting. And as part of that, we made short pieces that would be played on Radio 3, which is where I, I had that piece. And um, it was all about tea and coffee and the kind of restorative uh, effects of having a cup of tea or having a cup of coffee. It was just a magical moment to, to have it played on Radio 3 and it was only a short piece but really kind of like beautifully made Um, a lot of the things that I do now are very corporate very professional whereas uh, that was very creative and it had lots of like classical music in it and sound effects and things which I really really enjoyed making Um, I also did a piece called Gallows Humour when I was here that was, I I interviewed a woman who had supported Sunderland Football Club for I think over 50 years and uh, all about her experiences, about travelling up and down the country and what it's like to support a football team who, like, forgive me, do lose quite a lot of the time Um, and how to stick through them through all of that and and also being a female football fan as well. Um, She was just absolutely fascinating. I think she was called Jacqueline Uh, and... Uh, yeah I still really I'm really proud of that piece even though it was one of the first first pieces that I did um when I was here I think that will still be up there with with one of my favorites so speaking of the favorites what's your favorite memory as a student here Mm. since you did the MA in 2014-2015 yeah um I really loved the free thinking festival that was a, a really really important memory um I also 
really fondly remember doing some coverage on Spark for International Women's Day. So we kind of took... I was head of speech programming at the time. That was the kind of role that I was given as part of the MA. And um, we kind of hijacked the timetable for the whole day and people came in and did different things. Um, And we played loads of good, like empowering kind of female artists. And uh, I think we did a quiz and we had a phone in and um, lots of people did their show uh, that day on a Sunday. And it was really, really fun and great to have lots of people who maybe did shows at different times of the week all get to meet each other um so that was really really fun I enjoyed that a lot and just graduating with everyone and and seeing what they ended up doing and and stuff like that was really really great as well oh that's brilliant one more last thing what's your advice to the radio students and especially MA students oh great question I think just be open about what's coming next for you um I think maybe when I left the MA, I, I was really, really keen. I thought it was crucial that I would get a job on the BBC or in a really heavy radio industry. But actually, it became obvious for me that I really, what I really valued as part of the MA wasn't just the audio aspect, but just being able to be creative. Even though I don't always use radio in my job, I'm always using the skills that I learn whilst doing the MA, whether it's storytelling or writing or performing or even just people skills like interviewing people um networking getting to speak to to others that you're not you know getting the opportunity to work with people that you would never otherwise meet in your day-to-day life are all skills that I still have in my job so just be open to anything um and let see what happens when you come out of university and just take on the opportunities that seem really really good for you rather than the one that you think everybody wants you to have for more episodes from former members of sparking utopia keep listening to spark reunited sparking your interest in media